is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 237 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're talking about the four pillars of Instagram content creation that you need to have as part of your brand. Now, before we get into this, I want to make sure that if you guys haven't already grabbed my Instagram engagement guide, that you do so. You can hop over to the show notes, which we will have it linked in there, as well as you can always send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose and just tell me that you want the Instagram engagement guide and I will send it directly to you via your DMs. Simple, easy. You'll always have the link and minimal work for you to do, right? So, Today, I really wanted to make sure that we covered the four pillars of Instagram content creation because I often, when I'm doing my audits for people for Instagram, see that I'm normally always referring back to these four pillars. I'm always going back to making sure that they've kind of categorized their content into one of these pillars. So, What I want to make sure that we do is really go through these, dive deep, and then show you how the tools within Instagram can make sure to use each of these. So the first pillar of creating Instagram content is going to be to entertain. And these are going to be posts where you are just grabbing the attention of your audience. Now, some of this you may find work better in stories or reels as compared to the feed. So before we get into any deeper with the pillars, I want to make sure that you hear me referring to the actual pieces of Instagram. Because as many of you know, Instagram has decided to take over a lot of other platforms, um, the way that other platforms work in order to make it their own. So we have the traditional Instagram feed, and you'll hear me referring to that as a feed where you just see the pictures, there's normally a great description, and that's where people can comment. You'll also hear me talk about Instagram stories. We've had a ton of content about Instagram stories on the podcast. Actually, If you wanted to go back to making sure that you are consistently creating content for Instagram stories, go to episode 149 on the podcast and you will be able to listen in on how to make sure you stay consistent with that. So we've got the feed stories. We also have reels, which isn't really that new anymore. At this point, when this podcast episode is airing, we are looking at the end of June and reels have been out for Oh my goodness, almost it's getting close to a year now at this point. So you can also always go back to episode 228 on how to use Instagram Reels, where we talked with Brittany Crossan, and she gave us some great ideas on how to use them. And I'm actually going to refer back to Brittany because Brittany does a great job of entertaining with her Reels. But then the last piece of the traditional Instagram, when we think about it, where they've kind of taken over someone else's platform more or less and made it their own, would be IGTV, which of course we would refer to as YouTube. And we all know that Reels was TikTok and Stories was Snapchat. And Instagram just decided they were going to make it their own. They didn't have any other way to do it. So they just combined it into their platform, which of course is keeping people on the platform, allowing us the ability to be able to grow our audiences in different ways that we weren't traditionally able to with just the feed. So 
Let's go back to that first pillar of entertain. I mentioned that Brittany Crossan does a great job of this. She, especially with her Instagram reels, where she is entertaining her audience. She is combining her brand, her personality into her reels. And she is entertaining them and keeping them guessing on what she's going to do next, whether she is um, on the treadmill dancing, or if she is on the Peloton singing and going along and doing something else. So entertainment is obviously something that more and more people have come to look for for social media since, of course, COVID. We all needed to get away from the reality of what we were all living. And a lot of people ended up onto the platform specifically looking for entertainment. Now, you are here. You will hear in that episode with Brittany two twenty eight, where we talk about the idea that you can't just randomly start doing things that aren't part of your brand, don't fit your personality, and don't relate back to it. Um, I actually have a fabulous client that does a great job of this, is entertaining. Her Instagram handle is Foxy Over Forty. She talks about nutrition. She is a registered dietitian and does an amazing job of entertaining her audience with different things about nutrition, whether it is her blasting her kids about making sure that they have balance with their tacos on the go, or if it is making sure that they have enough veggies or whatever it might be into their diet, because she believes in making sure that there's balance when you're eating. It's not an all for one kind of thing of just making sure you're eating exactly what you're supposed to. So that entertainment piece is one of the important pieces though of the pillars that when it comes to Instagram content creation. The second pillar is to inspire. And this pillar is one that I have a tendency to kind of lean towards often. I like to try to inspire my audience to have mindset shifts, to know that their businesses can continue to grow and prosper no matter whether they're stuck at home homeschooling their kids during COVID or if their kids are home for the summer or it's just them and they're an empty nester, whatever it might be. Inspiring your audience, though, to a higher truth or to a bigger potential for them definitely is something that you can happen. April, again, she, Foxy Over 40, this Instagram account that I was talking about, which if you are interested in fitness in any way, definitely go check out April's account, Foxy Over 40, because she also does a great job of inspiring. She inspires us to want to work out, to want to do these things, to have a healthier life. Um, so that would be your second pillar. The third pillar is to teach. And this is one that I think that many people who have a product or service that they're trying to offer, and they're trying to show that they know how to do it. They are the expert. They are making sure to teach. They're showing you how to eat certain things or how to create a uh, dinner that includes veggies, or they are showing you how to do a DIY. Anytime sh someone is showing you how to do something, whether it's walking you through it, whether it is showing you how to do it in reels, that is them teaching. And when you teach, you show that you are the expert and that they can look to you in order to gain the knowledge that they may or may not have. They're more than likely not as far along on their journey as you are. And that is who you're trying to, of course, engage with and get people to talk and to get them understanding how they can start to be able to do the certain things in your niche that you're able that they should be able to do that you're wanting them to be able to do, let's just say. The fourth pillar is to advocate. 
Now, this one may or may not fall within your brand. I have a couple different clients that advocate for their people. Perfect example is um, Katie Huey Harrison from Undefining Motherhood does an excellent job of this. She talks about miscarriage. She talks about loss. And she makes sure that she advocates for these mothers that have lost a child or are struggling to have a child. And she gives them the tools and resources that they need in order to continue on their journey towards whatever motherhood is going to look for them, which is why she called her site Undefining Motherhood, which if you are looking for a great Instagram, she is another one that I would highly recommend following. So that's at Undefining Motherhood. But she does a really great job of making sure that she is advocating for her people and teaching them to advocate for themselves. Now, all of these pillars can be used by one brand. You don't have to just stick to the entertainment piece or stick to the teaching piece. Whichever pillar works for your brand is one that I would want you to continue to use. Now, when we go back to actually looking at the platform within Instagram, the different pieces we talked about in the beginning, the feed, stories, reels, and IGTV, some of these features work better for certain pillars. For example, entertainment works really well for reels. That is where you're going to be able to show a bit more personality, whether you are dancing or whether you are telling people what not to say in order to work with brands. If you check my stories, you will see that I try to go for an entertainment piece. I did a reel where I actually pretended I was a Target announcer, a speaker at Target that got over the announcements and told them there was a sale on aisle blah, 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 blah. It was part of the real and that entertainment value that I was trying to get at, but it still made sure that I hit on the specific reason that I was talking in the real. And that, for that one in particular, was about what not to say to brands when trying to work on sponsorships. So the entertainment piece for some of the features within Instagram are going to be easier than others in order to incorporate. The same thing when it comes to advocating. Maybe it's going to be easier for you to do that in stories or in your traditional feed, whereas with reels, it might be a little bit harder. It kind of, again, will go back to your brand. But when you're looking at the feature of IGTV, what I would traditionally think of for there would be the teach piece. You're getting on to teach them how to do something, to have a topic of discussion that you are trying to make sure that they understand so that they can move forward within your niche of what you're trying to teach them or to get them to be able to do by solving the problem they have. Remember, that's always the biggest piece. Anytime you are creating content, you need to make sure that you are always trying to solve that problem for them. And whether you are using one of these four pillars to do that, it still needs to be connected to your brand. This is something that we definitely talked about quite a bit in episode 228. I also talked quite a bit about this in episode 176, where I talked about how to create content consistently. And that was just the idea of creating content across the board. 
any type of content, whether it's for social media or whether it is for your website, your podcast, whatever that might look like for you and your business of where you create content. Because as we know, the more consistent you can become, the better off you're going to be. And for some of us, That does not mean that you have to be consistent on every single platform. You need to determine where your people are. How are they consuming your content? Are they coming straight to Instagram? Are they going to TikTok? Are they going to your website or your podcast? Think about where you can become the most consistent. For me personally, I am most consistent with my podcast. I know that I can deliver the best value for people that are looking for my products, services, and for me to solve their problem via my podcast. So when it comes to social media, I may not be as consistent there as I am with my podcast. You need to have that consistency somewhere. And when you're trying to focus in, it's easiest to do that on the platform that you probably enjoy the most, but most importantly, on the platform where your people actually are. If you are creating content and your people are not there or they are not finding you, then you need to take a look at where are they? What are they using? Try to have these types of conversations with your people, whether it's via your email list, whether it's via Instagram stories, whatever that might look like for you in order to figure out where the best place is to stay consistent. When you can get into a routine, when you can create a habit out of it, it just makes it that much easier to continue to do. So I want you guys to be able to take a look at the content that you are creating for Instagram and really start to think about where does my content fall when I'm creating it? Is it falling into one of these pillars? If I'm just randomly posting about a brand of cute shorts that I love and I'm posting about it on my feed and it's not connected to my brand, Whether it's sponsored or not, it doesn't make any sense. That, again, is something that you shouldn't be doing. These pillars will help you stay in line with your brand and making sure that when you work on collaborations that are paid or that are just content that you're creating are in line with what your audience is looking for from you. So I want you to really start to think about how can I take a look at these four pillars? How can I apply them into my content? And if you are one that is looking to know whether or not you're doing this, you're not really sure because I understand that when you are close to it, it is hard to see whether or not you are finding these connections with your people and making sure that you are sticking to your brand. That is something that I do with my Instagram audits. So you can always DM me to get more information about that as well. The first step would definitely be to absolutely make sure that you have my Instagram engagement guide. That is going to walk you through making sure that your brand is in line with everything that we're talking about today. So send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose that you'd like to grab that Instagram engagement guide. I will make sure to send that over to you. If you have questions about my audits, please feel free to send me a DM about that as well. As always, I appreciate you guys so much for listening in. If you haven't already left a reading or review on iTunes, I would so appreciate it if you took the time to do it. We have had some blockbuster experts come on and be guests for the podcast. And it's because of your ratings and reviews. When they can see that there are listeners actually engaging and taking the time to leave a review, 
it makes them want to come on and share their knowledge because they understand that there's an audience that is thirsting for it. So if you haven't already left a rating or review on iTunes, I would so appreciate it if you took the time to do that. As always, you guys, I appreciate y'all so much and I will see you all next time.